This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Chuck Air Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my very good friends and co-hosts, Eric Branson and Ryan Stiskel. How's it going tonight, guys? It's going. It's I'm going. here. <laughs> yeah. yeah! A lot of energy. Exhausted. There, yep. goes, there goes my energy for the night. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's been a great show. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> now it's uh no it's been a week it's been a week my daughter turned 13 on saturday oh man what's that like um good god <laughs> we we threw a birthday party for her at like a hotel here in town because she wanted to mm-hmm. do a sleepover and that is really the way to do it because then you yeah, have people in your house <laughs> that is a stroke of genius i don't know why i mean they, my kids have been asked to have a sleepover yet but it it yeah that makes sense that's we, good, good thinking Got one with a pool that had, you know, a pool and a hot tub in it, and we ordered a bunch of pizza, and I got, like, a suite room for them, and we got a room for Sarah, for my wife, and I stayed home with, with our son, and I asked nice. her the next morning, I was like, I asked my wife, how, how was your night, and she's like, it was amazing. <laughs> I just I had a whole hotel room to myself and I could hear them occasionally like in the other room but nobody bothered me it was fine so she's like I had a bottle of wine it was great <laughs> so like your own little mini vacation there too um they didn't like sneak out and break into the pool or any shenanigans like that huh no in fact I couldn't believe it the next morning after all of them you know their parents picked them up and they they all went home we went into the the room to see you know, like with garbage bags and ready to, to clean it all up. They had already done all that. They cleaned it up. We just had to... Gra- you should ground her for being so responsible. I know, it was like, insane. <laughs> uh, but no, that was... It was uh, it was interesting. And it was just here in town, too, so it wasn't like we were far away. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, so having we officially now have a teenager. It's scary. Good it's luck. terrifying. <laughs> Good luck. You know, the weird thing too is you you remember being that age. Like I remember yeah. being thirteen, pretty Same. clearly. Um, yeah, it's get that's getting to the age where I like have like, um, what do you call them? Like uh, chronological memories. Like I can tell you all about like my well, I mean not all about, but I can tell you about my school year, and I can tell you what time of year a memory happened, and I can tell you like order of things. Like, yeah, yeah. It's Before crazy. that, it's a little, yeah, you know, patchwork. But yeah, I'd say middle school, I remember pretty well. It's, I think it's part of such the fact a, is it, middle school is terrible. It's such, yes, that's it, also part it's of it. Such a like uh, massive fucking chunk of life. I was describing to my partner about this actually a couple of weeks ago. About that, it's just like it's crazy because when I think about like the time period between. 13 to 15 that period of time feels the same as when i as 33 look back at me at 23 Hmm. it feels the exact same amount of time has passed in those two years with just everything that has occurred and it's, it's, it's just like it's wow not much has though. happened after <laughs> I, mean, middle, I think middle yeah. school is impactful on people because like you know junior high middle school whatever you call it you you kind of have a foot in two different worlds yeah you do yeah you, do. you still have the some of the kid interests or at least the remnants and the residue of them or, or you're one of those kids where you're starting to realize that everyone else is losing their kid interests, and you're like, I kind of really want to hold on to some of these. Oh, yeah, right. That's what I mean. Like, and you like, so, so that... you start hiding it. <laughs> or... But at the same time, you you also <laughs> long for that kind of more mature, grown up, 
responsibility. I want to no. be able to go do stuff. <laughs> Not me. Um, so, you're, yeah. you're different than mm-hmm. I. Yeah. I, I mean, like. I, I want to go back. I think I just realized. I, the worst I just decision. found new like childish things to do. Like junior highs around the time I started, you know, playing playing guitar in a band. Yeah. And, like, you know, staying up late, playing different playing video ways games to and shit. waste yeah. waste my time. Yeah. yeah. Hang out but, with friends, yeah, I, sleepovers I, I, that go into like, oh, we're like 5 a.m. off of Mountain Dew. And like, I'm going to decide not to sleep. This oh, should yeah. be fine. Yeah. <laughs> there was a period, and it was probably that area of, era of life, that uh, sleepover meant drink a lot of caffeine and stay up all night. Nobody was doing any sleep. Watch, sleeping, watch was, uh, like just yeah. movies you're not supposed to and shit. Like, and like it's oh, yeah, fine. It totally I'm PG-13 I was, I was a, now. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch like R-rated films. Like my parents forbade it. So like those were the times which obviously they they had to have known, right? That that's yeah. why I was going over to other people's houses to watch a bunch of movies. So I don't think anyway, that's where I saw most good. of all my favorite horror movies. So. I honestly though don't. I don't remember ever doing a lot of like all-nighters. I remember people trying to and never understanding the appeal. Really? <laughs> we're gonna drink all this Jolt Cola and stay up. I'm like that sounds terrible. Uh. Those people you're talking about was definitely me and a couple of our other yeah. friends. Oh, I, I know. Because I was like, I was there for a lot of that stuff. It was like, have another Mountain Dew. Here's another Jolt. Like, I. Can I just say it uh, makes sense I'm why one of us tired. out of this group became a fucking teacher? <laughs> like, just based off that line. No, I was like, I want to I wanna get some sleep because I don't yeah. want to feel like shit tomorrow. <laughs> I for yeah. for me because you got to admit my... those 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 mornings after the all nighters whether you successfully did it or not you pulled close to one at, at best yeah. uh, or at worst I should say you felt like shit the next oh, morning yeah. it was it, like it, a kid it's, hangover yeah it's exactly hangover what it practice is. is what it yeah, was that's exactly <laughs> what it was oh my god right. I think that's why I knew I was so like oh I'm prepared for when I actually went drinking for the first time and had a hangover I'm like oh I got this. <laughs> I've had training. You know what? Like, what oh, is like the worst time. <laughs> worst twist of fate though is hitting about thirty-five. Mm. Yeah, and the hangover doesn't go away in a day. Yeah, <laughs> that easily. <laughs> Where it's no, it's it's multi-day always... hangovers are yeah a thing. Like I think my like late twenties much... when I first started mm-hmm. experiencing that, and it's like really. It's like, like how much did you have the drink? I had a alcohol swab. <laughs> I wasn't even, there wasn't even a wound. I just just had to get some gunk off me. Like just some yeah. Well, Ryan, I remember one time you and 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 your, you know, uh, you guys came to visit and we went out to a, a bar here, Reptile Palace. Yep. And I think I had like two beers. Yep. And they were tall boys, but it was just like I think it was like Paps. It was just like a kind of a generic old man beer. And I got sick as hell and was hung over like shit the next morning. It was like, I had two beers. That's happened yeah. to me like three times in my life where I have like one or two drinks and that is it. Mm-hmm. And I've even eaten and all that. And it's just like, just beer. Not not even hard liquor or you know, mixed drinks, just beer. And felt sick as hell the next day. I don't know what it is every now and then. Huh. Yep. I don't, I don't even. It happened don't once even in really college, think. once in grad school, and once with Ryan. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not a pusher by any fucking means. No, <laughs> like, no. Far from. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, you're old. <laughs> no, wasn't like, doing shots. Yeah. Just it happening in 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 uh, college in Southern Illinois. I had went to a bar. I think it was uh, the old version of Hangar Nine before it burned down, uh, mm-hmm. and had two blue moons, which was gross because they're nasty. But um, I actually got really drunk and like threw up. I was like sick as hell. I was like from two beers that i've had before huh. it was so strange weird yeah and i have absolutely no segue i was gonna say <laughs> like how things that make you sick after yeah, just was... two out no. <laughs> speaking of things that don't yeah. make any sense um so yeah we don't have a segue which is odd because we could probably just borrow one from another episode because that's kind of what this movie does with all of its themes is it just borrows from everything else yep uh yeah, yeah tonight we're actually going to be talking about the 1980 american space opera film battle beyond the stars <laughs> Rudolph 
ruthless invaders, a defenseless planet. Battle beyond the stars. A lone youth escapes on a last-ditch mission that begins at the edge of the universe. of a boy who finds more than he expected. <laughs> and all he can handle. Does your species have kissing? Oh, yes. We have that. Try one. That's a hot dog. It comes from Earth. Do you like it? There's no dog in this. Mm -mm. Soybean meal? Niacin, dextrose, and sodium nitrate flavoring. That's what we call meat back home. Battle Beyond the Stars. Starring Richard Thomas. George Papard. Robert Vaughn. John Saxon. <laughs> A battle beyond time, beyond space. Nice and fire! That ends in a desperate gamble. They'll be able to board us. It won't make any difference. Get that hatch open! <laughs> battle beyond the stars. Uh, directed by Jimmy T. Murakami, I think. Uh, yeah. Best bet. Uh, produced by Roger Corman, so this is a uh, this is a Corman flick. But yep. my God, the cast: Richard Thomas, pictures. Robert Vaughn, George Pepper, um, John Saxon, Sybil Danning, and Darlene Flugel. Uh, see, Flegel. Flegel. No, sorry. Sorry. Legal. Yes, she was one of the banana splits. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, give you a brief synopsis uh, for see the one. seven samurai. Set it in space. Yes. There's your synopsis. So, <laughs> and that's it. That's it. Uh, you guys have yeah. a good night. Seven space yeah. warriors do battle to save a peaceful planet from a ruthless conqueror who promises to give his laser-toting mutant followers eternal life by grafting victims' organs and limbs onto his aged body. God, they make um, that sound like it's a significant plot point. Yeah, it's really not. And you keep forgetting that that's even a thing, <laughs> except for, like, one major scene that yeah. is so short. Which that scene is the only reason I realized that was something he he was doing, so... Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah, it's kind of like the inside-out skeleton people on the cover of the movie Screamers, which we also reviewed. That's yeah. nowhere in the film. And that tagline, they'll turn you inside out. What do you? What does that even mean? Yeah, <laughs> it, they, they, legit, they literally don't. Um, so, yeah, it's essentially, yes, it's Seven Samurai, but I do think it's kind of funnier that it, it's also a futuristic Magnificent Seven because it also has Robert Vaughn in it playing yes, the yeah. same guy. Right in a spaceship, um, basically the same character. You could you could say this is the same character if you really wanted to stretch it. So. Yeah, <laughs> uh, score by, but, but just that the talent behind this. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the score was by James Horner. Who it's kind of the story of Corman and New World Pictures. Like he, so many talented people walked through those doors. Like yeah, yeah. So. I mean, the I, I just brought up like the the music because this is the same guy who did the music for Titanic. For mm -hmm. Wrath of Khan, Lady in Red, Aliens, uh, Willow, Field of Dreams, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Rocketeer. I mean, all yeah. of these films. Lots of great scores. Yeah, absolutely. It's written by John Sayles, who's done, who, you know, who wrote The Howling, uh, E.T., at least one draft of it, Clan of the Cave Bear, uh, Apollo 13. <laughs> it's yeah. Lots Alligator, of which is one of too. my favorites. Uh, so... What the hell went 
wrong. It's it's a formula that we already well, know works. Another big name that came out of this one, so while we were on the subject, is a guy that a, a guy you might have heard of who was uh, credited on this film as Jim Cameron, but did some miniature work for uh, yeah. Yeah, so and, and we all I think we all know at this point that James Cameron came out of the Corman camp because he yep. his first directorial movie was for New World well, Piranha, Piranha Two. Two, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, so he was doing uh, miniatures and model work, special effects work on uh, on this film and many others, I think. For... Which there are things about this that impressed me, and the miniature work was one of them. Oh yeah, it is pretty good. Yep. What and what also, one thing one yeah. thing uh, specifically uh, the main ship which uh, begs the question what would happen if you give a hammerhead shark giant breasts? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, oh, I, kind of I never had that question, was... but now it's answered. <laughs> My question marks were, were like you know, and, and it's so obvious that that's kind of what they're doing. And this was prior to Sybil Danning's character showing up in the movie, but I was kind of like, well, they probably told, you know, somebody told, uh, or Corbin's like, well, we got to go for a PG, so we're just going to, like, put things that look kind of like boobs around, and, and you know, so we can't, we can't do a lot of, but, you know, then he kind of, like, bent that rule anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, I kind of oh, feel like that ship should have been, like, the main one from Barbarella or something, but. Yeah. I feel uh, like if you show that ship on YouTube nowadays with their, like, modern censorship, it will be, like, blurred just a little bit just be a blurry ship it's like well yeah because this ship's even got nipples i mean it's it's even got nipples like the first thing when that ship came on i watched this with my partner and i just like screamed laughed like oh my god this ship has tits and she was just like don't say that and i'm like i'm just calling it how i see it and then she I don't think there's any way that was an accident and then when i said like (laughs) with the head it has the head of a hammerhead shark and tits and she actually said, like, oh, it's kind of like a sphinx. I'm like, oh, it's kind of like a sphinx. Yeah. It's like a limbless sphinx. This is a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> this is a nightmare ship, and this is our protagonist. Yeah, and, and, and making the ship a, a female character, like, you know, Nell. Uh, oh, God, I forgot Nell. <laughs> kind, kind of an AI, but definitely, you know, has her own personality. So, yeah, yeah I think it's uh, and then you got, like, very much... It, it's very much boobs is what i'm trying to say so. oh and even the first the first part of this movie and this is a good way to get started with this shit um they totally ripped from uh a new hope where you and like legitly it looks like what happens when you take princess leia's ship from that movie i know there's like five people who just screamed the actual name of the ship and i'm ignoring all of them yeah, <laughs> I, the I i went i was awake for 20 hours yesterday i have an excuse (laughs) um (laughs) so it's one of those things thank you joe um see the delay mentally uh but it looks like they took the bottom half of the fucking like star destroyer they flipped it on the top and the bottom so it's just like that that opening where you have like the hainer they just put it on the top and the bottom and connect it to the back of that fucking uh leia ship and it's just like Oh, someone was dumpster diving in the Lucasfilms uh, prop <laughs> bin and just like, quick, take it. <laughs> We're super yeah. glued together oh. in post. Oh, Corman <laughs> ended up using some of the, the the ship miniature shots in this, in like a bunch of other movies. Oh, yeah. Like almost every New World sci-fi movie that follows yep. this is going to use some of these model shots again. but <laughs> Or some of these ships even. I think those, uh, the cruisers or the enemy... Like what would be the Tie Fighters? I think those show mm-hmm. up in other movies oh, as well. Oh God! Yeah, um, yeah. It's it borrows heavily aesthetically, obviously, from Star Wars. That's what they were doing. I think like they're like, hey, let's take Magnificent Seven and let's set it in you know in Star Wars, which you know also seems Star like Wars. a ludicrous idea. And then you remember that that's exactly what you know Star John Wars. Favreau's made a bunch of shows out of doing now, but. Um, well, just yeah, that's Star Wars in general. <laughs> that's yeah, all Star Wars. Exactly. Is. Well, yeah, because yeah, I mean, the, obviously, the Kurosawa um, influence, influence yeah. on yeah. on Lucas in the first place. Um, yeah. So it's 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 uh, and then I think I mentioned this when we were talking, but it's kind of a weird, um, like serendipitous that this movie popped up. I had no idea that this was a remake of Magnificent Seven Samurai. No, I didn't either. Seven, however you want to put it, and it is. I mean, the John. The, the screenplay says i think there's even a credit that says it's based on that screenplay i think it's one of those and things that if you see like, that information you look you look back at the person look back at it look back at the person look back at it go yeah i suppose <laughs> like 
Yeah. Had either of you seen it's... this before? Well, oh, no. No, first... Yeah, it was the first time for me, too. Had you seen it, Ryan? So, uh, I'll fast. I'm the one who suggested this film. <laughs> and I was telling the boys that there's just a list of these terrible sci-fi movies that like came out after Star Wars trying to like get on that shit. And this was one of them. God, it's like a fucking Tubi original at this point because it's been on Tubi for so long. Mm-hmm. I saw this movie probably ah oh god i don't know the exact time i want to say i was like maybe 10 or 11 um it was actually the first science mystery theater episode i ever watched oh this oh, has okay. been mystery science theater yes because nice. this movie yeah was so i haven't bad. seen that one no. uh oh, and no. this was the first this is why actually i suggested the film i knew that it was awful (laughs) uh but it was one of those things that actually kind of got me first it was like the first time i discovered that that was even a thing like nobody told me about science mystery uh theater 3000 i discovered it late one night just channel surfing on the three channels that i had (laughs) and i just lucked out this happened to be on totally grabbed my interest because oh yeah i love star wars watched it going like one, that man's mole on his face is bothering the fuck out of me. And two, I have no idea what's going on. It's boring as fuck, but kind of weird. But it stuck with me. Weirdly enough, I forgot about the boob ship. That did not, apparently. Somehow. <laughs> not in my formulative years that I fucking know, remember the fucking Hammerhead Sphinx. But uh, I remember this, and I'm like, so going forth with the podcast, I was just like, yeah. I gotta throw in a bad one, but uh, ideally a fun bad one, because this is a movie that you have to watch with like like-minded people, because uh, it's just so stupid, but kind of in a fun way. I thought, um, and so that's mm. it's probably what led me down this whole like, oh yeah, I would love to fucking review movies with with other people. So there's kind of a weird meta thing with this, uh, sadly, <laughs> with this fucking film. So there, that was my lengthy experience yes yeah. it was me i'm the um, problem it's me yeah the so the the thing that i was talking about being kind of a, a a coincidence with this one coming up is that i had no idea that it was based on on seven samurai and in i have a like just calling it a club is not really uh the greatest word i think that's the word my, my buddy uses for it but me and a friend of mine have like a movie club where we we pick movies every month and get together and talk about them kind of sounds familiar but we don't record it um <laughs> and uh the last month we did a like double we usually only pick one movie but we picked two and we watched the seven samurai and magnificent seven and talked about like you know the compare and contrast those two films both really great classic um cinema and uh the fact that this kind of like just comes out of nowhere i did not know this was another adaptation of the same story and it's like i'm like 10 minutes in and i was like this really seems like magnificent seven and then i looked at like i looked at something and i'm like oh it actually is an adaptation of you know it's it's star wars magnificent seven so um it was yeah kind of interesting that like right at the same time that came up and to add to all of that i watched recently a movie and i'm not sure if people will get upset about this comparison because i don't mean it in a bad way but a movie that i see as being yet another interesting rehashing of the magnificent seven and that is black panther wakanda forever um huh it follows many of the same kind of uh situation or uh kind of tropes and i don't think there's seven hero characters in it but there's definitely four or five and they recruit the i mean it's basically it's up being the same thing um i just so, saw that like the other day yeah. and didn't put that together yeah, and I just, I, it's probably just because I've just watched all these movies in a row. It's like the, the same thing. And I was kind of, I was sitting there watching that being like, you know, this is a similar plot structure. Yeah. That one's not like as deliberately based on, but it's certainly got a lot of the same concepts. So, but anyway, huh. it's, it's, it's a good movie. It's worth watching. Just, yeah. It's just this like, is... it's like the fourth Magnificent Seven I've seen in this month, but. <laughs> it just all comes together, unfortunately. Huh. Yeah. But yeah, okay, so so yeah, so weird army takes over planet or threatens to take over planet. And it's yeah, it's, it's an evil the big bad Sador who's John Saxon. 
Yeah. yeah. Not, not playing, playing a cop. A cop. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> not <laughs> playing a cop. Uh, it's yeah. one of those kind of weird things, here. too. <laughs> He's. I didn't realize that he was a purple fucking alien. Yeah. Because the ship is just so weirdly... The the internal lights of the ship are so weird, but he he's actually purple. And it pointed out, like, oh, oh this is a busted-ass Thanos. In a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah except he, he has a stellar converter, which he can fire and it turns a planet into a star. Oh my god, this is where fucking Rise of Skywalker stole the idea. Yeah, obviously. This is a weird <laughs> moment. This is a weird moment where an idea stolen from Star Wars... Death Star in a Star Destroyer later on becomes the main plot line of arguably one of the worst Star Wars movies ever made. I'll die on that hill. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought you just like dropped off internet wise right after you said that. So I was like, no, oh, no, no. It was a complete like, mi- like breakdown in my mind. Uh, again, <laughs> very tired. So. Yeah. Well, so yeah, Sador comes down and he just says, ah, I'm going to take over your planet and you have to steal your body parts. And, yeah, I'll take yeah. your body parts and stuff. And uh, Basically, they have to like swear, essentially fealty to he's he's taken over. Like that's if he yeah. if if not, he's going to obliterate their entire species. Like, it's like the gone. loosest fucking. Invasion but in seven plan. days. Yeah. 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 He's going to give him time. Like you guys, you guys do your little scheming and I'll be back in seven days. Like. Why anybody would do that? Like, yeah, I'm gonna kill all of you in seven days. Like, well, the thing yeah. is, he, he you actually... don't want to get defeated as the big overlord of the universe. Don't give people seven days to you know come up with a plan. Just and that, but... that's the thing. He also kills a few people. Is like just to show you that I'm serious. And all I can think is like, dude, there's the part body parts right there. Like, how many do you really need? <laughs> like, you're just missing one <laughs> arm, man. I mean, go for it. Just. Yeah, so he's, he's a conqueror i think is what they kind of with the small you know i'm not sure they ever really sell that with the small amount of ships and cast that they have in the movie but yeah no um yeah i think he's going and kind of collecting planets or conquering planets and they're kind of you know pillaging them for all of their goods and then moving on it's not just the body parts i don't think but like yeah. everything so the the planet by the way is um akira yeah, Akir. Excuse Akir, me. Akir, and they're they call the the species. The people are the Akira. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Um, and they just live. So in there's there's an old... they have like one small cave is essentially their entire civilization. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. and, and like and mushrooms old from a distance. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and one old guy who tells Stutter and Bill from the It miniseries. It's um, John John Boy Walton from uh, and John Boy Walton. Yeah, yeah Richard <laughs> Thomas. Um, that he's got to take his ship and go get a bunch of people, go get some mercenaries who can help protect them. Exactly. Like yeah. Them. So can, their whole society that. also lives under a, a code, uh, oh, which they yeah. call the. All that comes to my head is mantra, and that's not right. Mantra is obviously the Varda. The Varda. Um, yeah. That is a basically they're they're pacifists. They have a pacifist religion or, or code of some sort called the Varda, and can, they you know, will not fight. So, so briefly, I got to point out blind old dude. Before you find out that blind old dude is a blind old dude, this whole fucking invasion is going down. Everyone's looking up. He's the only one like, looking down at the ground. And I'm like, right away, I'm like, this dude just gave up. He's fine with whatever's going to happen. And it's like, uh, I'm old. Just fucking do it already. Then later on, we'll pick up, oh, he might be sight impaired. And you can tell, like, so if everyone's looking up, the actor looks down. And then when everyone else is looking down, the actor looks up. Looks up. <laughs> like, just like the opposite it's, of it's whatever. Kind of, yeah, it's, it's kind of like when they when they ask the actor, like, you know, pretend that you're blind. He's like, all right, that just means, uh, nope, I'm not looking at what you're looking at. I refuse right. to look. Which yeah. look is looking in all directions. Uh, so they go, so Shad goes out, our main oh, hero. Shad. And, it's like Shane uh, and Chad fuse together. Yeah, yeah. and the, the first place that Shad goes, he's trying to get Chad. weapons, and so he goes. Sh- to the Shad space gets in, inside a Nell first. Is the oh yeah, yeah he Nell gets in a Nell, our our boobid spaceship that we were mm-hmm. referring yeah. to earlier. Which, yeah. by the way, I found a uh, don't say rule thirty four. No, a website <laughs> okay. where they sell uh, model kits of the Nell ship. 
Somehow I still feel like this go, falls Ryan. in Rule 34 territory. <laughs> like... it could, well, it could. I mean, Oh, that cargo bay in the back. Uh, space docket. Maybe. Uh... No calls for the rest of the evening. <laughs> but they go to this space station of Dr. Hephaestus, which is Ooh. an old friend of, of the old blind man said. Yeah, yes. uh, they were they were cor- they were corsairs together at one point in their career, which is kind of like, I think it's kind of this movie's version of the Jedi, but mm-hmm. they don't really do anything yeah. with it. They just kind of mention that like maybe they were fighters way back when. This like, this movie barely has a story, let alone a lore. So right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The so the space station has only androids on it, except for Hephaestus and his daughter. And the first thing he wants to do is get Shad to sleep with his daughter so they can start, start a family and start a fill family it up with children. Re- repopulating, yeah. yeah. Talk yeah. about it's, the it's really weird. awkward first meetings like, oh hey, welcome. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you prisoner and uh probably do some sex crimes. Uh yeah. labeled as a, a, a family plan in. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean who did I vote for? Turn <laughs> uh, it's like <laughs> Uh, anyways, <laughs> and really, it's, Try it's to such go a too deep strange. It's oh, such a yeah. strange way of introducing your lead female character and love interest. It's actually yeah. not that strange in these kind of sci-fi's. It's actually part of the, yeah. the bingo card. Well, of and the like fact that ignorant, attractive woman. Uh, how does one breed? Never kissed before. Kind of like weird. Uh, like, I, I, bet, I just common. mean more the the whole like oh now here's this whole side thing of her father wants them to to get together because they end up getting together anyway. But yeah, it, well yeah they're they're rebelling against him by you know just doing what he wanted them to do in the first. They didn't stay there. I guess is the only way they broke the rules. But yeah, I um, mean, yeah. But anyway, it, so they escape. Hold on. We have to talk about the fucking androids. Oh, the androids are kind of good. You can't go past (laughs) that beauty of acting. Three PO, step the fuck over. We got the Disco Five over here. (laughs) It's it was one of the best acting in this fucking film. (laughs) And these guys doing robot, like just full on actors playing androids. It was so great. It was good. Oh my god! (laughs) Like all the little reactions and shit too to everything my favorite part is the one nerdy robot android i say nerdy because he's the only one wearing fucking like these weird spectacles as the mm-hmm. old man who we didn't point out is literally just ahead attached to yeah. a weird body yeah he's which... like a dalek <laughs> yeah no, in a weird way. head kept alive on a robot's body yeah it's like just the cheapest form of general grievous because it just like it just opens up and you see like this just I guess they're trying to say it's like a rib cage and I'm just thinking like why are you opening up your vulnerable areas just as soon as a just stranger walks in anyways why is that even a function of the suit but anyway why yeah, yeah. exactly it's the weirdest <laughs> fucking thing um it's like a, a, a Hallmark card from hell anyways uh it's almost almost beats the music that's in those cards. But, so he's telling this fucking android about how, just, oh, we're going to have all these kids. But every time the android turns to turn away and turn back, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then just trying to escape. I'm like, this android doesn't even want to fucking deal with this shit. That yeah. was an an oddly funny, totally unnecessary scene that I, yeah, yes. I enjoyed that. It's <laughs> one of, like, this movie has some weird levities that, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's actually got a lot of levities. Yes. Like it's it's it, pretty easy to laugh your way through this. Is it good? No, but is it? Yeah. You know, because there's I mean, a lot of dry. I guess start reviewing it yet. I guess, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Because I would say Shad himself is built like a saltine cracker, and yes. dresses like one too. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> like you look like he a ma- he fucking makes, couch from the know, '70s thrown out in the fucking side of the street. <laughs> Anyway, he makes New Hope Luke Skywalker look like a very interesting character. So, so. <laughs> at least, yeah, at least there's some. But I, my favorite part, because this this happens after they fucking, I think they kind of leave, is um, they're they're pacifists. But after he gets his first kill, there's a full on bloodlust with this fucking kid. Like he can't fucking wait to blast fucking somebody down. And yeah, then once like, he gets through oh. that first one. Oh my god, he's like, oh, I feel so bad. Give me the gun. Let me do it again. <laughs> like, that's the energy I was getting. I'm like, oh, 
You are totally a shad. That is some yeah. shad energy. What's next? But they, I wanted to mention some of the other uh, fighters yeah, I, that they pick up. If you haven't guessed the plot of it, they, yeah, they, they, yeah. unless oh, well, yeah, we gave whole, them the synopsis. It's pretty much yeah, the whole yeah, fucking we, film. The first half of yeah, the film yeah. is this fucking they, life. They, they meet Cowboy, who's a American. Space, a space uh, cowboy. An American space cowboy who's yeah. a, a freak. He's Han Solo with a cowboy hat. Um, with a suspicious yeah. alcohol dispenser. Or an alcohol dispenser yeah. located in a suspicious area of his body. But his kind of brilliant, though. And I do like that part where he pops his little... It's like a, like a belt buckle, but it's a flask. Yeah. And he pours himself a stiff drink and he downs it. And she asks him, well, you didn't add something about, like... You didn't uh, add the no, ice no, you, and you, you forgot the you forgot the to add the ice and the water and he like went yeah. no I didn't yeah. <laughs> no I didn't <laughs> yeah it's pretty much that moment like they you know you thought they were all screwed or they're all gonna all gonna die yeah um, we're yeah. jumping ahead but yeah, yeah he yeah. he's an he's when his ship pulls he's up good, he has he's a, a good old boy he's a good old yeah. boy but when his ship pulls up there's a confederate flag right on there i'm like oh no no there you don't sure want to you don't want to hire this yeah. one this is this is a this is an emblem that did not age well and if this is the future yeah <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> there's a reason that this i'm not gonna tits. i'm not gonna go and say like it didn't it didn't mean that you know what it because it certainly always <laughs> did and that argument sucks but yeah in the context of this movie i don't think they thought about the weight that that carried they were just trying no. to make him seem like a good old boy you know like yeah exactly yeah, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> they also um, meet um nestor the five yes. alien clones that share a consciousness oh god nestor yes. i think is like my favorite characters parentheses Poor, s poorly designed um, oh it's like a classic who treasure trove yeah like, yeah this this th these creatures and some of the effects all over this look like straight out of like 70s doctor who like these could have come right off of a fourth doctor episode i, I mean they legitly <laughs> look like they're flying a tardis console Yep. Like yeah, I'm like I'm pretty sure, sure they do. also pro stole some props from the TARDIS at this point. <laughs> um, but they they have like uh, the the center eye in their forehead. Yeah, third eye in the middle of their which forehead. Has their, the otherwise, they're white, robed in white. And... Yes, and it has like the reflector paint on it, like they use for the lightsabers in Star Wars. Funny enough, uh, so when light shines, it shines, and it's just like, yeah, but that prop is flat as fuck, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Ooh. And uh, they have I very like obvious it. bald caps, and um, like you yeah, feel like it's... you can put your hand right on the fucking squishy bit and just move it around <laughs> like really like an uncomfortable like like ooh you're retaining some water in your cranium you okay man <laughs> like there's yeah. a there's I, an injury here <clears throat> I do think they have a good good amount of fun with Nestor as a character like there's some good bits like yes we should mention yeah. they're a high they're a shared mind. That only require four, but they do have five because they always carry a spare. That is a legit line. And again, made me chuckle. I'm like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and they fly a ship that I swear to God came from a cover of an ELO album. <laughs> like, straight mm -hmm. fucking from. They, they kind of remind me of the brain guy from Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. the observer. They kind of <laughs> yep. remind me of that. <laughs> yes. Um, and they do, this is like a little later on, but they do, they experience everything simultaneously. And it was a great moment with the cowboy that he's, there's another character we have to mention, uh, as well with these, but he's roasting hot dogs over two other characters that, <laughs> gen, that communicate with heat. We'll get to them in a second. Mm -hmm. And Nestor says, what is that? Uh, it's a hot dog. And they, one bites it. And the four behind, all chewing, and like simultaneously, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, this doesn't actually contain any dog, and just lists every like all the the chemical breakdown of everything. But just that note, like the way that these group of actors were like synchronized, I'm like, I'm impressed that this movie was able to pull this off, this level yeah. of quote unquote technical the detail and performance. A lot of the Nestor performance, and I know it's obviously different actors, but they're they're obviously in sync enough to, to do, you know, whatever. Maybe it's the same one talking all the time, I'm not sure. But it's very, um, their performance is very 
data from next generation yeah. brent yeah. spiner from it, it reminds me a lot of of him all so. those like little head twerks that they do um yeah. <laughs> i was like oh i they kept giving me like that baby ice cream commercial vibe too because they're just caked on with white makeup and i'm like oh and you just see like the dark darkness of their eyes I'm like this is like that baby ice cream thing that weird creepy thing where it's eating ice cream off the top of the head and just staring at you mm-hmm. and i'm like oh why do I like this character so much? Characters, but whatever. It's 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 moving on. There's we also meet uh, Gelt, which is Robert Vaughn, mm-hmm. uh, as play playing Robert yeah. Vaughn. Um, yeah, play, playing. Um, yeah, what what I don't remember. I'm trying to remember. He's I an assassin, too, but, but he's really really rich. The name is from mm-hmm. the Magnificent Seven, but yeah. yeah. And he's he's just he can't go to any other planets because he knows that there's so many people that are going to want to kill him. So he's just looking he's, for a planet to like lay low at. He's basically he, ruling over a group of non-human character, non-human creatures somewhere. Barely right? even totally fucking bored out of his mind. Like, yeah, barely even alive at this point. Like, um, what is it? Because the gag was he shows up at this place, goes underground, and it says like in the neon sign dial for a drug and you just pick a drug apparently Mm -hmm. dial for a day and you can choose through this catalog of women and i'm like huh they really predicted the future here anyways going back to the only fans of the past um he chooses a a texas cheerleader apparently in red uh and i love that transition where it's just like it shows the beauty and rises up that screen and she's just like looks like a corpse but then the eyes open up and she's all, all dusty and he's like never mind i'm good thank you <laughs> it's like <laughs> what the fuck yeah i forgot that was, about that yeah it's such it's a like, weird scene oh i loved it and then he walks past and he's just like there he is like what's the character's name again gelt gelt yep gelt um just sitting there on the throne with pointing a gun at treasure just around yep. him nothing but just mood just, just, yep. just, just droopy mood. Yep. Like, all I want is payment. There's a place to hide in a hot meal. And then we meet Saint Xmin of the yes. Valkyrie Warriors. Played by Sybil Danny. Who you might remember her and her breasts from Howling 2, Your Sister's a Werewolf. Oh, yes. Yeah, very hairy The only person to rival the ship of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, there's there's some uh, costuming in this where I I don't know what they did whether it was makeup or whatever, but or maybe Sybil just doesn't have nipples, but I'm not sure how exactly <laughs> they hid hid that. But they, and in fact, I I know that's not true from other movies. But <laughs> there's documentation. Yeah, calling too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That um, I'm glad that uh, we weren't the only ones that noticed that. This is like that yeah. is a fully she, that is a Janet Jackson style fucking outfit, but no nipple (laughs) yeah it's got to be makeup or something like somehow they hid yeah anyway got away with it in a pg film but um yeah she plays a warrior princess from a a, a race of of warrior people called the valkyrie um (laughs) battles uh, glorious and whatnot she she's funny in in her own way and i think she actually does a good job with this in this movie she's actually Um, kind of fun but um yeah, I mean that's pretty much all there is to it. She's also like, like hypersexual and has a thing yeah. for for Shad, um, or maybe anybody, but he was the most likely candidate. Yeah. So, I like how Shad that, that whole interaction was like this. Her tiny ship, it just wants to engage like like a fly, of to this other ship, and he's just like, get the fuck away, whatever, just go away, just completely annoyed. Yeah. And then, like, she wins this light flashlight battle, whatever it is. Like, this is great. Mm-hmm. And he's like, whatever, I gotta do this one thing. Ooh, I wanna join. No. How do you think? I was like, dude, you fucking desperate as fuck. <laughs> Even yeah, the ship he just says, got done, like, telling everyone how desperate he is for people to join him. And then he's like, no, you, no, you great warrior who just defeated me. And I'm like, no, you can't join. And I, and, and, like, like, God, again, another shad move. Even the ship calls him out on yeah, it. Yeah, it's, like, it's a shad move. Cause beat he's, you. <laughs> like, he's just being salty because she beat him. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I want my bloodlust. Um, but there is one more. It There's the lizard man. Yes. And, yeah, the, and his the sil- female lead, lead, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, Nan, how'd you say her name? Nanella? 
um, yeah. Nanelia. She uh, she recruits this guy, but yeah. in a in a weird way, like her ship kind of gets taken and she's strung up, and essentially, Lizard Face Man and his Kingdom. silent. Cayman, yeah, and yeah. his his Cayman, silent, which is space... also the name of a small species of alligator type creature, right? That's kind of yep. what it looked like. So, <laughs> and he has his crew of like his, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's his like silent space he man love interest. Um, <laughs> and then these two like short guys that have no fucking ears <laughs> and just wearing reflective vests, white reflective vests. And I guess, and he, like, I brought them up earlier, they communicate mainly through temperature, heat. They mm-hmm. communicate with mm-hmm. fucking heat, uh, which ends up actually being useful at some point. But this yep. whole uncomfortable, like, yeah, you're pretty. We can either, uh, you know, uh, like, feed you to this one creature or person or whatever, cut you up, or we can just sell you as a sex slave. But then she yep. mentions, like, big bad dude. Oh, Cut her down. We're gonna fucking join this thing. I'm fuck this guy. Like just a complete heel turn. Like I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, guess. yeah. Saxon or Sador had screwed him over at some point in his his past, and he annihilated his revenge. entire species. We find out. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. He's the last of the species. That's right. Yep. yep. Came in at the Lambda Zone. Yeah, but I think that's it, right? We got. Let's let's go yeah. up the list. Drunk yeah. cowboy. Uh, yeah. Space cowboy. Boob Valkyrie. Yeah. Um, lizard, reflector. Yeah. Do they mm-hmm. count as a yeah? And uh, He Man. I think so. Uh, who do we got left? Uh, Nestor. Yeah, is the Nestor. Yep. yep. As one. Yeah. As one. And then Gelt. And and Gelt. Yep. Yep. Okay. I think that's it. So where are we off to next? Yeah. <laughs> they go back home. Well, they By the time they finally home. get get three quarters of the runtime has passed at this yep. point. So. <laughs> They so get back like... to uh, Akir and prepare to defend the planet. You know, day seven's coming up, so they... I think there's a very short sequence of them kind of training the farmers to fight kind of thing, which we obviously see in all, all the other adaptations of this as well, but... Essentially um... with with the crystal things that the cowboy... Because the cowboy has weapons. That's that's his main contribution. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a weapons yep. dude, so... Well, and he's kind of put in charge of, you know, running the ground defense, essentially. Yeah. Um... And the others, you know, kind of take to the fighting the fleet of spaceships up in the, you know, above the planet. And oh, yeah, man. it's it, it kind of turns into a little bit of a one by one kind of scenario where like, which is which is odd. But I guess the only way you kind of can do that in, in space. But um, yeah, where we'll see like one of the characters kind of face off against and then they'll get knocked out or something will happen some of them do end up dying you know and uh it's kind of starts to drag like this part like yeah by the time you get get all the way through it yeah yeah, i was gonna say once they get all the way through it because it's like very video game-esque like imagine you're playing a video game with seven other friends but it's each one it's a turn (laughs) to beat the bad guy that's kind of like the way it goes so weird Uh, and it's like the worst strategies um and the thing is is stuff down on planet is okay but yeah. again it, it kind of falls into the the it falls down to the pitfalls of being such a low budget movie at, at that point because there's just so so few people and like um like we yeah. get less of the character moments because we've got to remember we got to go back to this plot and it's just like like i mentioned earlier the hot dog scene that happened on the planet that was fun mm-hmm. um and then joe brought up like the cowboy with the bourbon uh, mm-hmm. or, yep. or whatever it is with uh, the one la- his lady friend that he met on that planet. You get moments like that, the, which are pretty nice. Um, but there is like one attack situation that I actually fucking lost my shit. Like, uh, and by that I mean I laughed. Uh, is with Nestor. They sent the spare to <laughs> the dude who harvests organs. Uh, yep. And he totally just killed that fifth spare Nestor. I took the arm. Like, yeah, this is going great. And there they are on the planet. Nestor going, all right, he took the bait. And they all move the arm and go to choke him. And he's like, what the fuck? And they just emergently chop that off. And all I could think is like, oh, you were so close. You guys just jumped the gun too soon. You got to wait till he's on the john. (laughs) Like, just squeeze the boys. And then. Yeah. Yeah, all the things they could have done are ways they could have done it. 
Yeah. You guys were kind of saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just yeah. it doesn't. It, it's more interesting as they're building up this team, but once they actually get there. Yeah. The, they, yeah, and the dog fights are kind of boring. They literally. It's I just also the feel same like Panin. Like, yeah. Uh, again, it falls into like low budget pitfalls. It's kind of the same ship footage over and over again. I feel like um, through a lot of the space battles or dog fights. Like you know that joke um, that people make with Han Solo and 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 New Hope goes, "I got some maneuvers. I can beat them," and he just moves slightly to the left. That's the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and in this movie, like, if you've seen any of the its predecessors that we mentioned, Seven Samurai and uh, Magnificent Seven, like, obviously some of these characters are going down. We know that's the case. This movie decides to kill everybody. Almost. It kills yeah. all of the mercenaries. All the besides, mercenaries. I mean, who's left at the end? Shad. Shad and, and his the... girl. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, like, everyone they went and recruited, gone. gone. And then, so that kind of, like, lends itself to the repetitive nature of the third act yeah. because everybody goes up against uh sador and dies <laughs> it's just yep. like you know die nobly or whatever but it ends up being the same scene e- over and over again even essentially. even like, old blind dude he gets one good hit yeah. in and then he gets yeah. blasted by other people i'm like yep that that checks it's kind of like know. a D campaign with like a lot of people around the table yeah, yeah and, and a bad dm didn't take your bait <laughs> to like level up more before they went on the main quest mm-hmm. yeah like, like <laughs> so they um, all just like uh, stand in the circle and go around and roll dice to see who pokes them with yeah. a sword yeah so that i mean i feel like you'd almost have fixed that in editing or just like giving it a little bit more variety um not sure why they made the those decisions or the way or maybe, like, you get to a point where, where it works well on the page, but you get to, like, visualizing all of that, and you're like, well, how does this magnificent... How does this, like, gun-slash-samurai battle scenario work out in space dogfights? Like, that... I mean, they, you know, they even so. kind of wiped out the fucking space cannon fairly quickly. Yeah. But then they yeah. just kept going. Yeah, and that was the whole big plan, which is obviously lifted straight out of Star Wars. Like, there was a small, you know, opportunity, like a small window they could shoot in and destroy the, the, you know, giant space laser. And, uh... Yeah. yeah. It's just like, Mm -hmm. oh, so lackluster. Um, I will say, like, even... I was gonna say, there's there's one death that, like, when you have kind of just this boring thing just had this fucking heaviness, and of course it's the fucking emo assassin dude... He's fucking yeah. just burned the fucking shit, and he passes out. Not, not pass out. He fucking dies, and then Sh- Shad goes like, "I want you to make a full meal and then bury him with it." What <laughs> meal? First off, yeah, yeah, and did, everyone's <laughs> fucking confused as fuck. And he goes like, "Cause that's all he asked for, a meal and a place to hide." Yeah. The- that kind of sounds like a big fuck you instead of like an honorary thing. Like, here's a happy yeah. meal and a pit. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, We're gonna Jesus throw him into that Christ. tire pit and <laughs> fling a few Twinkies in there and call it a day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. it's got some good. Like, a couple of the moments are okay with the like noble sacrifices. Obviously, when Cowboy gets it and like, you oh, know, the, there's the, the the toaster strudel twins. Uh, yeah like when they send out their body heat as like that was kind of interesting and then they just died because they gave it mm-hmm. at all like okay yep. that was like that was quick <laughs> and it, it, it seems like and again this is a, a criticism that you know is probably that the budget of the film is is to blame more than anything but kind of seems like all of these people all of these like somewhat interesting characters i think they did a pretty good job of building this team of, of vigilant or, you know mercenaries up but um gave their life for like 17 farmers and like, it just didn't seem like i don't know i guess it's a pitfall of, of the story in it's general it's not even like, like a beautiful planet it pretty much just looks like the worst parts of colorado yeah well yeah. no that would be the parts that look like nebraska there you go yeah someone knows yeah. <laughs> you know where it's mm-hmm. utah let's so, just say it's utah cuz they even have utah. the pacifists this is pretty though Utah's yeah. pretty. This is this just looks like weird mushroom kingdom. Yeah, but not a lot. Not but, a lot. It's mainly yeah. dirt. So anyway, I, so that that's yeah. the end of the movie. Like we get that's Shad it. survives. He, oh my god! It just ends. It just like, oh, boom, actually, 
the moment that uh, so so the the ship itself sacrifices that's that's how this fucking thing fucking yeah. ends but prior to that when they're oh, they're yeah. finally fighting so, is the Nell ship... actually saves the day it's not shad at all it's it's yeah Nell, so. and there's a sad moment where Nell gets hit with her and her memory banks she forgets who shad is and everything like that and she's calling for the dead old blind dude and it's kind of sad but again there's moments where i'm just laughing because the ship got hit shad just looks like shit like he looks scorched as fuck from that one hit girlfriend looks great not a fucking scratch on her and i'm like holy yeah. shit they didn't even bother like dirtying up her costume not she a bl- like... one fucking bit <laughs> and, but his hair is everywhere just soot over his face and just huh <laughs> can't really take a hit can you shad but yeah that's it's not really there's probably more to say but it's more like you just kind of looking for shit at this point yeah yeah and and i feel you know I feel bad picking on it too much for some of the things that are obviously, you know, it's a $2 million movie trying to compete with a movie that, you know, trying to be Star Wars, which was not a $2 million right. movie. So, yeah. wow. so do we have any, uh, not enough. <laughs> do we have any, uh, final thoughts and grades for battle beyond the stars? Um, Brian, let's start with you. Well, um, again, like, I kind of had this weird little nostalgia with it, um, but I, it's, like, the first time I saw it was just so long ago, and I knew it was going to be perfect for the podcast, and I would like to revisit it again and, like, see what it is that I could remember. Turns out, I really didn't remember much of fucking anything at all. Um, like, all I remember is, what all I remember to a space cowboy and fucking weird-ass Shad in his ship. Uh, so having to rewatch this now, like it's one of those times where I'm actually glad I watched it with somebody. Cause that's what made this movie more enjoyable. Cause there is some weird bits. So many, it is for, I think I would say it's for a certain audience that can enjoy that stuff that you can kind of get something that's pretty fun out of this. Like not everything's bad. I think it's like when they don't take themselves seriously, that it's at its best. Yeah. Um, and they really like lean into the fact that like, this is kind of like, it is what it is. It's low budget. Let's do what we can. Let's try to make it somewhat charming. That's where it's great. And you kind of get that when you're meeting everybody, it's so fucking weird. Everything just switches and you're kind of like for it. But then like, once you get to the actual conflict, it's boring as fuck. The fucking like main villain is boring as fuck. Uh, we didn't even talk about his ugly ass henchmen that all had looked like surgical mistakes all the mutants yeah Yeah. um which they themselves get fucking constantly bombarded with psychological fucking uh like whatever anyways no no they're they're awful they're fuck they fucking suck um but it's just god i won't lie i saw this movie like two days ago and given a lot has happened in that two days for me forgot most of it already so like yeah there's a reason i forgot (laughs) about it when i was fucking like whenever how old i was when i first saw it um but with that, I think you can have some fun with this. Uh, you can get some kind of like stories out of this. There is some bits. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you can really find bits of this on YouTube. I really think this is something I never really picked up anywhere uh, too too heavily. But um, yeah, like I said, I think it's for a certain audience. If you're in, if you like to enjoy cheesy sci-fi shit, you don't mind the the cringe because you're there for it. This movie's perfect for you. Uh, but anyone else, this is this is an endurance. <laughs> this is an endurance, I think. Uh, it, uh, especially if you're doing it alone, you gotta do mm-hmm. it with a friend. Uh, and definitely, I think under an influence of something. I wasn't, but I think I could do this again under an influence. Um, <laughs> but um, I think I'll be uh, C plus. I I did enjoy. I did have a lot of fun with it. Um, but that's because I made my I made the fun with it. So. And also boob ship. So you yeah. <laughs> can't fucking lie, like, what that clearly is. And every time I saw that, I laughed. I'm not joking. Every fucking time I saw it, I couldn't help but laugh. So that shows my maturity. What are you guys' thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, what do you think, Eric? Um, I, I actually think I echo a lot of that. I, I actually enjoyed watching this quite a bit. I'm aware that it's not really a, a great movie, uh, especially since it's just kind of 
an amalgamation of other things like that's trying you know it's trying to borrow from star wars it's trying to do which sounds clever but i think it falls apart under the weight of making a star wars magnificent seven like it just doesn't quite work out yeah um major third act problems i do think it's a lot of fun uh to watch like i think especially if you're into like you know it's like watching a school play and stuff you can get a yeah, yeah, stuff you can get a kick out of, um, or just vintage sci-fi, because yep. uh, there's there's some you know really uh, th- there's some good moments here and there. Like we mentioned, the miniature work's not bad, but then there's costumes like Nestor's that are just straight out of a you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> movie you made in your garage. You so. can make Nestor um, for under like, five bucks. <laughs> so, um, it's got a fantastic cast. Unfortunately, John Saxon, who I love, is totally wasted. He should have been. I don't know what what's going on with Sador, but he's not a really interesting villain. Oh god. Um, no. Yeah, um Robert Vaughn essentially is just there like, "Hey, he was in Magnificent 7. Let's let's put him in this one too." And again, he's a great actor who's just doesn't have much to do. Uh Sybil Danning actually is is somebody who's, you know, kind of a B-movie star, a cult cult film star, and she actually comes out of this one with one of my favorite performances I've seen of hers. Yeah. So uh, yeah, she's a lot of fun, and yeah, so I don't know. There, for for if you're into that kind of movie, there's a lot of stuff to like here. It's a it's a fun watch. It's also fairly brief, which is good. Um, yeah, and it's not totally devoid of fun ideas. It just doesn't really. Unfortunately, the third act doesn't it doesn't pay off well. <laughs> like it just kind of fizzles out. Yeah, um, wrong character. So that's where it gets most died. of its. That's what it is. Yeah, that's where it gets most of its points knocked out for me. But I'm I'm gonna you know land right where you did with a, a C with an emphasis on the plus because I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not something it's, I would call a good a good movie. It's free on Tubi. <laughs> so, like it's yeah, one of those. Yeah. 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 yeah this is have have a fun Saturday night with friends kind of kind of movie. So. Stay up late, drink your fucking surge. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I connected it. I, we got it back. <laughs> I, I think I think we're all kind of landing right on the same place with this one because I echoing all the same things. The, the, the one thing I would like to add that I did really like about this was all of the ships were very unique. Oh yeah, and even their sound yeah. effects was unique. And I I did like some of the details that they put into this. And then you have things like Nestor, which clearly they just you know. Let's let a kid do this one. Yeah. But overall, keeping in mind that this is 1980, and everybody's trying to do Star Wars, but nobody can really capture Star Wars, but yet the miniatures look good. And they're using a formula of a story that has already been done numerous times, and everybody knows they like it, but it hasn't been done in space. So, all right, fine. Um, Rogue One would fix that problem. Yeah, but (laughs) overall, yeah, there's a lot of problems with it. The, the pacing and the length, it's, it seems longer than it really is because the middle really drags. Um, but overall, I'm going to go with a C-plus on this one as well. It's nothing that I would run out and recommend everybody, but if you're having a conversation and somebody says, I, I like old 70s, 80s sci-fi, it's like, well, you got to watch this one. And there are things to enjoy about it. Oh, yeah. It's not completely devoid of, of, of enjoyment. Um but we would also yeah. love to know what any of our listeners think of Battle Beyond the Stars. Uh, what did you think of this one? Have you seen it? Remember, it is on Tubi. You can always check it out. And though we've just kind of spoiled the whole movie for you. Uh, <laughs> and then please feel free to drop us a line. Uh, you can share any of those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms to the Video Junkier podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod. And find us on the main Video Junkier podcast Instagram and Facebook pages, like always, if you'll write it, we'll read it, and we look forward to hearing from you. And if uh, you've got a dollar, and we know that you do, uh, <laughs> we have a do we have a deal for you? It's the uh, Video Junkyard Podcast One Dollar Club on our Patreon page at patreoncom podcast. That's right for a donation of one dollar. Got any money? You can help us pick every each and every movie that we watch on the podcast and uh, also have uh, many times a year exclusive content um, only for Patreon subscribers. So if uh, you have an extra dollar and you enjoy the podcast, we'd appreciate the donation. And, uh, yeah, come and join the Video Junkyard Podcast family. And um, whether you join or not, we appreciate you being here and hope you will return for lots of great stuff coming up next uh next time we're going to be watching uh romancing the stone 
Uh, there may or may not be a Razzie special in our future, but uh, we usually do do something with uh, the Razzie nominations. We're going to be watching Tremors, City of the Living Dead, and lots of other great stuff uh, coming up on the podcast. So I hope you come back and join us. You said doo-doo. Doo-doo. Yeah. It's the doo-doo that you do-do. It is. That you uh, do. But well, we want to thank you for <laughs> listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it, and please feel free to... Share it around with uh, share it around with friends and loved ones. And until next time, I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. And remember, if you join the video uh, podcast's dollar thing, you you get a fucking free spare nester with every fifth purchase. Terms and conditions apply. They might be dead. They're probably yeah. dead. They're dead. At least missing an arm. <laughs> Comes as is. That's <laughs> the best I got. Okay, you choose your own adventure. Bye. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast all one word want to thank you again for listening and keep digging who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard